Hey, waiters. Welcome back to the While We're Waiting podcast. It's your host, Z. As always, I'm super excited about today's episode. Episode five features Dr. Chris Daniels, professor of political science and a real life travel guru. He's garnered that nickname because of his dedication to helping people of African descent see the beauty of Africa and create authentic connections with African nationals through his nonprofit organization, Motherland Connect. He has been leading groups for over 10 years and has taken more than 500 people to various continents. During the interview, Chris stated, traveling's a time to reflect and understand your why and exit. He holds nothing back as he shares insights and tips on doing just that, understanding who you are and reflecting on what each waiter has to offer the world. If you're wondering how to get the most out of your traveling experience, budget, and self-discovery wise, you've come to the right place. Enjoy today's podcast episode entitled Travel, Reflect, Repeat. Chris, say hello to our waiters. How are you doing today? Hello, everyone. How are you? Good, good. We're so excited to have you. And one thing that the waiters will start to learn about myself is that I love to travel. And I think it has a lot to do with the fact that my parents expressed to my sister and I the importance of getting away and learning more about other cultures and other people. So that way, when you do come back home, you have a better understanding, appreciation of traveling. So my first question would be to you. Tell us a little bit about how and why you started traveling. Yeah, so I mean, travel is something that's very important to me. I've 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 been traveling my whole life as well, like, since I was like a young kid. Um, but when I went to college, my my major was international relations. So, being in international relations and you know focused mainly you know African on the African continent, mm-hmm. it's very important to travel. You know, you can't right. you can't talk about other countries and learn about other histories and cultures and whatnot without visiting those countries. So. It was really always important for me to spend a lot of time overseas. So I spent a tremendous amount of time overseas, uh, whether it be through studying, whether it be mm-hmm. just pure vacation or different things like that. But that's how, how I got into traveling. Okay. So tell us about some of the international trips. Where did you go? What did you learn? What did you see? Man, <laughs> I've seen a lot. Um, a couple, a couple. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, some of my favorite places. I mean, Egypt was a great experience. I really enjoyed that. So getting the chance to, you know, see the pyramids, to go down to the southern part of the country and see uh, the Nubian culture and just a lot of, wow. you know, re- really rich historic things. Ethiopia was beautiful as well. Seeing mm-hmm. all the old churches. Um, this is a lot of rich history. Uh, I really enjoyed London. London is a very beautiful place. Nice. They have a lot of history culture there. So, I mean, mm-hmm. I've been a lot of, a lot of different places. And, and what you'll find is that, Every continent has so many really nice places and there's a lot of hidden gems in the world. Mm-hmm. Wow. Man, London is on my bucket list and it's crazy because that was actually a place that I was hoping to go to right before the pandemic happened. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. would you say that based off what we see on television, is it the same when you're actually there or does television really do a bad job of trying to make things look better than it truly is or worse than it really is? No, so so London is a vibe. It's one of my favorite one of my favorite cities actually. Um mm-hmm. 
you know, if if you lived in like a DC or like a New York, like you'll just fit right in there because like they have the subway, they have the buses, like everything's really like organized. So it's really easy to get around. For people who aren't from there, you can get around. Like you don't need a car, you don't need any transportation, as long as you can figure out how to use what they call they call it the tube, um, which is the train, and then you know the other the the bus and whatnot. You can really go everywhere. But the food is amazing. It's people from all over the world. It's really one of the most like international cities in the world. So mm-hmm. I love London. It's it's a tremendous time, a really great place. Um, you need those pounds though, so it's not it's not <laughs> cheap. It's definitely not cheap. So. Mm. Uh-uh. <laughs> and but that's my next. But you question. got it. You got it though. That ain't, that ain't no biggie for you. Hey, you <laughs> hey, listen humbly, humbly. And that's actually my next question because I think one of the biggest misconceptions with traveling is if you're gonna travel, you have to leave the United States, and right. so. So for people who are balling on a budget and they still want to expand their horizons and get away, even if it's leaving their city lines, the country lines, how do we go about balling on a budget wisely so that way we're still being able to get some traveling under our belts and still have the opportunity to learn more about ourselves? Sure. So I, I, I would say the biggest thing you want to do if you're on a budget when you're traveling is tap into your network, right? So Mm -hmm. let's say you have friends and family or someone, if you have someone you could stay with while you're in the city, that'll save you so much money. I mean, just think, you know, let's say a a hotel is a hundred bucks a night, you know, just give or take. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, if you stay with someone for for three or four nights, that's $400 you just saved, right? right? So that's a big difference. Or if you can't find someone to stay with in that city, going with a friend, um, that that cuts all those expenses in half. So mm-hmm. try just get away from like the like bougie. We all gotta have our own hotel room, or we gotta <laughs> stay at the Ritz Carlton. You know, da 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 da, and you know, find cheaper places to stay. You know, obviously Airbnb. Right. Airbnb is not not as cheap as it used to be. You know, I, I'm I'm you know I'm one of those those old people who remember like back in the days when Airbnb was like twenty five dollars, thirty dollars, like stuff like it that. Used to, so, it could used to cost that much. <laughs> it used to be so cheap. It was. So I cheap feel cheated. I feel <laughs> cheated. I just gave my girlfriend like two hundred something dollars for the the room, or I should say the home we stayed in while we were in the Virgin Islands. I feel some kind of way. You shouldn't have told me that part. <laughs> oh man. No, okay. no you, you know it's funny funny because like so when airbnb first started a lot of people don't may, may or may not notice but it used to be just like people renting out like a spare room like it wasn't people mm-hmm. really renting out like whole houses and it was it was just so different because people were so hesitant to do it back then right. um, so it was really 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 cheap but now you find people pretty much are charging the same as hotels and some even more than hotels just because mm-hmm. it becomes so like mainstream and so popular so um there's a there's a, there's another website you can get on called hostel world um, I've heard of is, that. Yeah, so that's a good good place to find like hostels. Um, you know, everyone, some people may or may, may or may not be down with the whole hostel vibe, but you know, for international travels, are <laughs> <laughs> people who are more adventuresome travelers. You know, that's yeah. a cheap word. <laughs> okay, I've heard of that, and I was in college when a pharmacist told me about a hostel and I had never even heard of the word before. I was like, what is that? Is that like some secret organization? And she explained it. So that's another good segue. When you are doing more international traveling, what are some tips that you have in terms of not just looking for a place to stay, but different types of foods? Would you recommend us just doing what the locals do or how should we go about that process to make sure we get a full experience of that culture? Absolutely. So first things first, you got to you got to know your body. Um, so you have to know, like, OK, do I have like the type of stomach that can stomach, 
you know, odd, irregular types of food, you know? Mm. I mean, everyone doesn't have that, right? So if you're the type of person that eats, like, chicken fingers and fries every single day, you never try, like, different types of food, then you might want to be a little more conservative when you travel because your stomach's not accustomed to stuff like that, right? That's a good point. But, like, somebody like me, like, I'll try literally anything, almost anything, you know? So, you know, I'll walk up to a food truck and just, hey, let me try something. So I'm always, Mm -hmm. like, so my stomach is accustomed to that, right? So when I go to other countries, it's not a big deal when I try something new um, mm-hmm. because my stomach's accustomed to different types of things. So I would say you kind of got to know yourself. So I would say experiment a little bit more when you're at home um, okay. because, you know, I mean, uh, you know, I, I don't know how graphic you want me to get, but, you know, you can't get like diarrhea and like a sore stomach and stuff like that. It's um, true. And we eat unfamiliar food and it could be it could be kind of rough in a, in a developing country um, wow. you know, because they may not have the same access to like, you know, Tylenol and all the other little medicines and whatnot. So right. you want to be careful. But I would say for the most part, you definitely want to at least try some local meals. Just make sure they're prepared in like, you know, quality shops. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, the good thing about overseas food is like they're all organic. Like they don't have all those like hormones and things that we have here. So even food is like off the street is fresh, you know? So, um, and, you know, the majority of the time you, you don't have to worry about it much. Um, so you just have to just, you know, check in with your doctors and everything like that. But for the most okay. part, I would suggest trying different things. You're going to save a lot of money when you eat what the locals eat. Um, okay. So, you know, you, you, where, where Americans are kind of steered to where, touristy type places, you're probably paying two to three times more for everything. So, mm. you know, so if the locals are paying a dollar, you're paying five dollars. But in your head, you're thinking, OK, it's five dollars. Who cares? That's cheap compared right. to their home. But you can't think like that when you travel. You know, right. when, when you, you want to be paying what the locals paying because you want the same experience as them. So the, the, in order to do that, you have to kind of get off the beaten path, go a couple little different types of places but the experience is always great okay you know what now i see why i couldn't go to london because i never thought about these these precautionary tales wow thank you i I feel a little bit better and now more encouraged to go and so again i said that my trip was halted because of covid so for the podcast i'm trying not to talk too much about covid because i just right. feel like we're trying to get away from that and have a, a space where we don't have to hear that word but sure. through this process of covid what is your take on how the traveling industry going forward once it's truly safe for people to travel again without needing to wear masks or showing their covid immunization status where do you see the traveling industry going once it's safe to truly travel like we used to again right so um you know so that 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 is an assumption i guess you could say that Mm -hmm. that that we'll go back to the normal or what we previously had um i think it'll just be kind of a hybrid version i mean people should have there's already there's already been like a lot of health concerns right so you mm-hmm. know things like tb things like yellow fever things like malaria i mean there's a lot of you know health concerns that people have already had so i think that covid will just go in that list right so just like when you go to a certain countries you worry about malaria you worry about yellow fever you worry about this right you know covid will, will be one of those so it's just like okay this is something we need to think about i mean it's not something that's to stop us from traveling but right. it's just something you need to be careful about right so just like mm-hmm. you know if you go to a country that has you know a tropical climate you have to worry about possibly malaria or yellow fever and you just what do you do right. you get a yellow fever vaccine 
You take mm-hmm. malaria pills and guess what? You go and enjoy your life. Right. So, okay. and, and I think that's where we're going to go uh, when it comes to COVID. It'll be, you know, you know, maybe America will be the place. I don't know. Who knows what countries will end up being kind of <laughs> like the, the COVID zones where you have to be concerned about COVID. But, you right. know, if you go to those countries, you know, you need to take your vaccine or take your pills or whatever comes out. So I think I, I don't really think it's going to be something to worry about. So I'll just give you, you know my experience from traveling mm-hmm. this year um so I, I took a group to ghana there's about 30 of us wow. so we had, we had to get yeah it was, it was a nice group i mean everything went smooth everything was fine um mm-hmm. you know in terms of you know health and safety and everything so i was really ha- i'm really happy to report that but okay before we left we had to get tested mm-hmm. um when we arrived in the country we had to get tested again mm-hmm before we were, and before we left the country, we had to get tested again to come back into the United States. Oh wow! Right? So, so you know, if you're gonna travel, if if you're gonna travel, um, and, and that was the same thing when I went to Mexico, same thing when I went to Dominican Republic. So I went to Mexico, Dominican Republic, and I went to Ghana. Of course, you did. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. Awesome, awesome. But but so really, so I would say this, you know, so if you want to travel now during this era, and I would say it'll be this way for the. In the next, I would say one to two years. I mean, I don't really? know. I can't. I can't project it. It's just you're gonna have to be used to getting frequently tested for COVID. Okay. Um, right now, unfortunately, um, you know, they don't ask for the vaccine, or they, they, there's no like, oh, I got vaccinated, so I don't need to get a test. That right. that does that doesn't exist right now. So you know, I've been fully vaccinated. I got. I was probably one of the first people to get vaccinated because as soon as I had a chance, I went and got yeah. mine. So I can, um, I can see that for you. You had so to I leave. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> you know, that's this is not my lifestyle. So I'm like, look, let me get the vaccine. Um. So what? So what I'm saying is this. So right now, regardless of your vaccination status, right now the international, I guess, way to keep things safe is testing. Right. Okay. So. Test before you leave. Test when you arrive. Test before you go back, um, etc. So, and I'm fine with that. You know, I mean, I, I think I think that's that's reasonable. Um, I'm 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 praying that now in America is free. It's not always free in other countries. Um, so like in certain countries, they charge like a hundred dollars um, for a test. What? Yeah, it's unfortunate. Yeah. Oh. And do you pay before you leave? let's say the States and then you're in the country and you take the test or do you have to get to that country? Then you then, pay then for you the pay. test. Right. Okay. So, so, so like for, for example, um, you know, when, when I went to, uh, what was it? Uh, so when I went to Ghana, mm-hmm. we arrived, we had to pay to get tested. Mm-hmm. And then when we left, we had to pay to get tested again. Wow. Um, so, you know, it, it, uh, it is a, it's a, an additional expense. So, you know, that's one thing I want people to budget in, you know, when you plan on traveling now, budget, you know, 100 to $200, unfortunately, uh, for COVID tests. But, I mean, okay. it's, just, it's just the time we're in now. So it's just it's just part of the expenses of traveling. So I, I can't really argue for or against it because I'm not I'm not a doctor. So I don't, you know, <laughs> I don't make those type of decisions. So right. it's, just, it's just what it is right now. So if you want to travel, that's just an additional cost you're going to have to have. We're blessed to be here in America where we can get tested for free before we leave. Yeah. So that's one less cost we have to incur. So right. at least we get one test for free. And then when we get to those countries, you know, you have to pay a nominal fee to get tested. Okay. And I like that you use the word test because one of the things that I'm trying to make sure the podcasters understand with this whole 
opportunity to do this podcast is not only waiting for relationships or for that dream job, but also taking the opportunity to travel when that time comes. Because again, it gives you the opportunity to have a different lens and see what other cultures have going on with their lives and whatever it is that they do differently that's different from the American culture. So when you are traveling, what kind of test or what kind of self um, introspection, I would say, have you have you seen yourself go through when you do travel? What have you learned about Chris? Oh, yeah. I mean, it's, it's so much. It's just, it's just a, for me, traveling is a time to reflect. Mm-hmm. You know, um, a lot of times when I'm here, you know, in America, I'm like on the grind. I'm just running, you know, making money, doing this and doing that. Mm-hmm. And I feel like traveling helps you really to understand your why a lot better. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and, it, and, it, and it also helps you to understand your exit. Like, you know, because it's like the amount of money we make in America, we don't I mean, you only need half of that or not, sometimes even a third of that to live the same quality of life overseas. That's true. Right. I mean, we out here grinding, you know, making a lot of money. But ultimately, at the end of the day, you know, some of these countries, and you realize that when you travel, I mean, you go to some of these countries, you know, fifteen hundred dollars, two thousand a month, three three thousand a month, you be living like kings. Um, yeah. So just having that perspective and knowing, like, if you ever just wanted to escape the rat race, even if it's just for a year or two years, mm-hmm. you really know, like, what it would really cost you to be able to do that. Um, so I think that's that's one of my, one of and one of the, my favorite things about you know, kind of the way I travel because I don't travel like the typical like touristy places so i go like where the locals go so mm-hmm. i know like you know look this is how much it really costs to live here so um then also i get a lot of business ideas when i go overseas you know i'm involved in real estate so mm-hmm. uh you know just seeing different architecture styles different buildings different this and just seeing stuff that's just different outside the box it gives mm-hmm. me a lot of ideas for like projects i may want to work on back at home so um you know it, it, and this you know personal time you know i, I travel with my friends a lot so Mm-hmm. We get to make a lot of special moments together. I mean, we, yeah. you know, you know, there's a couple people. I, you know, I, I, it's, it's always funny because I, I look back on it. There's about thirty or forty people or so, you know, give or take, who mm-hmm. I spent like over a month in Africa with. Like, wow. that's a special experience. Like, you know, what I'm saying, like, how many people right. you say you spent a month in Africa with? Like, you know, several different countries in Africa on the road, seeing mm-hmm. this, riding on horses. You know, it's all types of stuff. So. You know, there's a lot of people you develop really special relationships with through those experiences. Right. So those things are like priceless. So I feel like those things add to your character and add to like your, I guess, you know, just your experience in life. And it's really enjoyable. Wow. Yeah, I have to agree. It does give me the opportunity to do some self-reflection and figure out how I can be a better person overall, because when you are, you know, like you said, in a rat race with your jobs, your family, your friends, having that opportunity to escape as well, I think is great. And so I have two more questions for you. My next question would be, you already mentioned the hostel um, website for people who are trying to travel on a budget but do you have any other recommendations for newcomers with traveling that they should look into in order to make sure that if they can go out of the country how they can make sure that they're you know budgeting wisely and they're being able to get that that true experience of being involved immersed into that culture right so so you have three different three different types of like hotels or housing arrangements right um you, you well let me say four so you have like your like high-end like really nice hilton like you know high-end hotels that yes. are everywhere in the world right that's my favorite. The nice resorts you know for <laughs> for for rich people like you you know what I'm oh, man. Oh, man. 
<laughs> you know, but but of course, like I said, those are the finer things. And I, and I maybe I'll, I'll kind of share a little bit about my experiences in each one, kind of just so I can kind of give it. So I've done all levels of travel because remember, I've also traveled for work. I've also traveled, you know, for mm -hmm. business. So, you know, obviously if I'm going somewhere for business, you know, I'm not going to be staying in a hostel. Right. Um, you know, so I'm staying in, you know, so when I'm traveling for business, I'm staying in, you know, the Hilton's you know, with the nicest everything with this mm -hmm. and that and the other. I mean, and it's an amazing experience. Um, right. So if you go to a, if you go to a developing country, right. And you stay in the nicest hotels, you're going to meet very, very, very high caliber people. Right. Mm -hmm. So you might meet, you know, sons of like the prime minister or big business officials, you know, really, really key people. So even staying there for two or three days, you can make enough contacts to pretty much open the door for whatever you want to do in that country. Wow. Um, so just going for breakfast in the morning, you know, you might run into, you know, all types of people, very, very powerful people, very, very well connected people, um, mm -hmm. because it's a small community of people who really travel. Um, so, you know, um, I would suggest, you know, if you can afford it for a few days, try that, try that vibe. Right. Okay. So then kind of below that vibe, you have like the local hotel. So, you know, uh, you kind of have the American or English or European companies, you know, that are like the bigger hotels. Mm -hmm. Then you kind of have like the local, quote unquote, like mom and pop um, hotel situations um, mm -hmm. that 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 are, you know, still like hotels, but they're like, you know, smaller ones, like 20, 30 rooms. And, you know, you meet a lot of interesting people there as well, but you're going to meet a lot more like local kind of like on more on the ground, like business people mm -hmm. or people traveling back and forth on a little bit on a budget. Then you kind of go down from there. Then you get into like the hostels, right? Mm -hmm. So you got like hostels um, that are kind of catering towards tourists, um, which have, there's several different types of rooms and hostels. So right. you have like kind of like two room, two bedrooms in a room hostels. You have like three in a room hostels. Then you have like dorms that are like right. a big, huge room with like 16 bunk beds in them. So that's like the absolute cheapest way. Well, not the absolute cheapest. That's the second cheapest way you can do it. So oh. you can stay on like a bunk. You can stay on a bunk bed, um, in in a big open dorm. That's like one of the cheapest. The okay. absolute cheapest way to do it is couch surfing. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, couch surfing. How does that work? So Tell couch surfing. Chris. So couch surfing is a community, right? Uh -huh. So you so you apply or someone recommends you someone who's a couch surfer. Uh -huh. recommend you to be a part of the community okay and when you're a part of the community you you host people on your couch they come and sleep on your couch okay. and you vice versa can go and sleep on someone else's couch right so, so it's like airbnb but for couches correct it is the but airbnb of couches but there's no cost there's no oh there's, there's no, no cost oh it's, it's free 99 it's free ah, <laughs> how do we get into the secret couch society yeah, yeah. Someone has to invite you. I mean, it, it's oh, not really okay. like that. It's, it's really not that exclusive, though. I mean, it, it is exclusive, okay. but not like you know, crazy exclusive. It just you know, they try to keep it safe. So obviously, people have to invite you. So it's, that's mm -hmm. actually a really, really cool way um, to, to to travel for really cheap. You know, right. and then you meet really, really nice people. I mean, I know for uh, again, some people might be like, eh, I don't know about that. It's kind of creepy, but you know, <laughs> I remember there's people who just want to meet people. I mean, mm -hmm. you know, just want to meet somebody new they're they they're well established in life so what what they don't need money like so they just want to you know help someone out who needs a place to stay because anyone who's traveled a lot remembers what it's like to not have a place to stay 
are the economic stress of, of trying to come up with money. So, you mm-hmm. know, if you could let someone crash at your place for two or three days and save them two or three hundred dollars. So usually what, what happens is on couch surfing is, um, you know, the person will, will host you. They'll take you around or they'll tell you, like, hey, you know, you go to this place, this place, this place. They may even give you rides around, something like that. And right. of course, you know, if you have a little something, you could give them a little something just for appreciation. But it's not like mm-hmm. obligated. Um, so wow. couch surfing is really cool. Um, you know, again, um, you know, for men and women, you know, safety related issues may be viewed a little differently. So mm-hmm. for like, you know, someone like me, I'm not really too concerned, you know, uh, but maybe as a woman, I don't know if I would do that. You know, it just depends, you know, on your, on your, on your level of risk. <laughs> yes. Yes. And so we covered where we lay our heads, whether uh-huh. it's a hostel couch or the Hilton. Also in terms of flights, that's another right. big one. Do you have any undercover sources that we should be aware of in order for us to save some money? Absolutely. So number one thing is the day of the week that you travel. So if mm-hmm. you travel during the week, it's always cheaper. Um, right. Generally speaking, I mean, you know, there's always variations and then just traveling during like off peak time. So, you know, everyone in America typically wants to go on vacation from like, you know, June to August right. or, in, or in December during Christmas time. So mm-hmm. those times are always very expensive. But if when you get outside of those times, it becomes much cheaper. Sometimes, right. you know, four or $500 cheaper. I mean, it can be a huge variation um, in prices. So, you know, I was looking, uh, I'm, I'm planning on going to Colombia for New Year's um, and just the be price nice. of flights. Yeah, that would be nice. That's definitely going to be nice. But, mm-hmm. uh, but the price of flights during the new year's time is a lot more expensive not too much more expensive but more expensive than it would have been if i had gone like next week right right? so you know so just understand that if you want to save money you want to travel in off peak times if you don't Mm -hmm. mind paying that little bit of premium then it doesn't matter when you travel but i would say for the most part try to go on off peak times try to go on weekdays versus weekends and you can save a good little amount of money I like it. I love it. And so I said I had one final question, and it's a question that I ask all of my special guests because, again, it's called the While We're Waiting podcast. So what is next on your wait list? So wait as in like waiting to travel to or waiting to... Traveling to, experience, just in your life, anything. What's next on the wait list? Yeah, just I, I would say the next thing is just really getting getting back going on the level that I was before COVID. Um, so, mm-hmm. you know, uh, right before COVID hit, I took about was it two hundred about two hundred people to Africa in wow. in a three week span. So mm-hmm. you know, and I had and I had another I had another I had another group sold out trip to Egypt. I had another trip to London. I had another trip to Spain. I had another trip to Colombia. I had so many trips planned. So just getting back to that to that level is what I'm waiting for. Is when I can say, look, I'm taking you know three four hundred people a year again. Um, and, and you know I don't think it'll be I don't think it'll be much longer. You know, so just I just been patient over this last year, staying busy with other things. But that's what I'm waiting to get back to is the good days, the good times that <laughs> I've already seen. <laughs> 
All right. Well, thank you so much, Chris, for again, agreeing to do this and sharing some of your knowledge. And you really inspire me to just continue to one day be able to fill up my passport. It's so sad. I got the passport and then I couldn't use a passport because of you know what. But I do look forward to the opportunity of being able to fill it up. Thank you for your tips and tricks. And I learned something new today. And I hope waiters that you have as well. Thanks so much, waiters, for tuning in to today's episode. And I do hope that I'll be able to see you all in these sunny skies really soon. Until next time, peace.